You have just entered the Katie Ma Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 238 of the KB Mod Podcast. It is June 12th, 2016. And E3. Uh, as a, E3, yes, Brandon, thank day you. And zero. As, day zero. As we are recording this, the Bethesda press conference is uh, is happening. Um, so obviously if you're listening, if you've been with us live, we went uh, we went um, we went live and kind of this is a later bit, uh, later recording of the podcast because uh, the Bethesda showcase started off, Brandon. With started off Quake, with uh, Quake yeah. Champions. Yeah, so. we. I don't. I definitely did not expect that. And you were asking yeah. me before it started. I was. You I thought was. that they might have Quake, and I was like, mm-hmm. no, I just don't see it. I don't see it uh, because they have like they just put out Doom. You wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that they would release Quake so quickly. But then also, I don't know when Quake is actually coming. This is like the first time they've announced it, and they announced Doom a long time ago, and it right. took a long time to come out. So. But no, I'm yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, Bethesda, that, that's been like the only thing I've been excited about in Bethesda's press conference. Though. Agreed. Yeah, the rest of this <laughs> has been somewhat. I mean, they're uh, demoing Dishonored two gameplay and stuff, and that's all well and good. They also, um, obviously, by the time this goes live on the recorded version, this will all be news that people know. But um, a uh, Bethesda uh, Elder Scrolls card game that uh, definitely is going for that Hearthstone market. Yeah, going out um, on all the tablets and phones and everything. Yes, I'm definitely trying be... to trying to get some of that Hearthstone money. Exactly, be all over mobile, and I, I, I joked as as it was as they were showing it. It has the aesthetic of like the inside of a librarian's home. It's just it's just very it's just not very pretty to very to sterile, look at. very sterile. And again, I'm sure it kind of in keeping with the Elder Scrolls universe, but we'll see how that how that ends up going. But um, so yeah, that was what they they also announced that. Um, so yeah, the most exciting news definitely that Quake Champions uh, is a thing, and um, I mean we'll have to see how it ends up playing out. I'm a little bit nervous. In the sense of like, because so Doom came out, had a really good single player, but we talked about this somewhat, but, you know, the Doom multiplayer was just kind of like borrowed elements of all different shooters. Like it has like the COD loadout system with yeah. like Halo looking customization of like your armor. Yeah. Uh, so like I, I hope, I hope again, I hope the core gameplay, I don't really care about the aesthetic and stuff as much with Quake. I just hope the core gameplay is still, you know, very Quake like it's very fast. Um, we'll, we'll see how that ends up. Uh, ends up panning out but yeah i I, I think that if they're that's my hope is that with them announcing quake right after doom comes out hopefully like doom is their slow shooter right because like quake has to be fast otherwise i don't think quake has a place in in the like the current shooter market if it if if they slow it down to be the same kind of thing as doom like i think they're it's it's probably dead on the table like quake needs to be fast yeah. Because I think there's nothing there's nothing out there like that now. There is like yes, it's kind of niche, but also I think it's a niche that if they want to, they can just own because nothing else is playing in that space right now. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And uh, even uh, Torch Deck from chat says maybe they just farted do multiplayer out fast because they knew they'd be putting effort into Quake, which is hey, an interesting uh, theory. Which could, yeah, I maybe. mean maybe they yeah maybe what if it was like an ultimate troll where they're just like I mean. This way, no one will ever expect that Quake's going to be announced because it's after that Doom multiplayer, it could be. no it could be. Well, I mean, and guess the it. thing is though, like the Doom <laughs> multiplayer is not is not a bad product. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's not polished. Bad. Like it's yes. a it, it's not it's not right. not fun. No, it's just that it doesn't stand out in any particular way to me. And and like they they announced at the press conference like some paid multiplayer DLC. Like some map, some maps and <laughs> that, a new that was demon. The other thing. Yes, that's just paid, like 
it's like, like two maps and you get a new demon like yeah who, yeah who is asking for that like who is demanding that that's where Wait, i think uh eight thousand people online at the moment <laughs> when i told you to check i was like how many people are playing do multiplayer regularly i mean at the moment it was like eight thousand or whatever between four to eight but yeah yeah four to eight thousand per day which like i mean that's fine i don't I don't know. I don't actually know if that's good or bad because I think Doom multiplayer and single player. I don't know if they're under the same listing, but uh, but yeah, I think it's the word for me is just uninspired. Like yeah, someone in chat said uninspired, and that's I feel like yes, it you know it looks like Doom, right? You're in you know you're on Mars, you're in all the right locations, you have some some weapons that feel like Doom, but the system, the mechanics don't really feel like doom exactly the loadout system and everything and now doing like paid dlc to get a few extra maps and stuff all that just doesn't feel doesn't feel like doom to me um but you know what i don't actually care right because now i care about quake exactly yeah no honestly yeah (laughs) i mean so you so like the like torque six said maybe it was all just like yeah like i said they kind of phoned it into an extent they're like whatever do multiplayer we don't really care we're gonna put our efforts into quake that would be maybe maybe just like it's possible that they just like their best people are on Quake now, right? I mean, I could True. see how True. True. The, the quality is there around their multiplayer product. It's not a bad product, but I feel like it doesn't it, it doesn't have the creative ideas for me that the single player had. And I'm hoping that those like the people that have those cool creative ideas around multiplayer, hopefully those people are on Quake. That's what right. we gotta hope for. Um, also, things to mention, which again, will uh, you'll have heard about. Probably a lot of people will um, at this point. But you know what, Brandon? I don't want to assume that people are yeah, as I up mean, in the some, news as we are. Some people might be getting this information for the first time well, on some, uh, some people, Tuesday. I imagine, literally only get their news from the KV from, Mod podcast. Exactly. I don't know how many people it is, but I'm going to guess it's like more than zero. Not yes. many more, but like probably more than zero. I would say maybe, maybe, yeah, agreed. It's more than zero, maybe two or three. Which again, for those people. Um, we just want to kind of fill you in on some of the, for, oh. for, for those of you who, who like, you know, every, every Tuesday you have an internet connection for, you know, let's say an hour, right. <laughs> and you download this podcast at the library and you go home and you don't have internet for the rest of the week. We're here to fill you in. Exactly. We're here for you. We are your number one source, uh, for news, um, in podcast form, uh, at least for E3, at least for this year's E3. Absolutely. 24-7 E3 coverage, all condensed <laughs> down into into an hour here. In a recorded cast that you have to download <laughs> on a Tuesday after E3 has yep. already been going for multiple days. But um, We're very timely. Thing- Nothing if not timely here yes. on the podcast. Yes. That's why, again, you should, should another plug to listen live. But I realize a lot of people can't. The other thing to mention is um, that there is a Skyrim remastered. Uh, there was a Skyrim remastered announcement, which just looks like what Skyrim uh, has been on the PC. You know, yeah. it probably it, it in basically looks like years. a way to take the best of, like visual mods that you can already get for Skyrim on the PC right. and just basically like kind of bundle those in and give them to console players. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so, I mean, for the console uh, plebs, like, I guess that's good news. Um, but really, they should just build a PC for six or seven hundred dollars and uh, just, you know, get unlimited mods. On I mean, assuming Skyrim. assuming the Skyrim remaster eventually goes down to the same price as as Skyrim. Like, yeah, it's I'm I'm fine buying a game that is better, like, you know, better textures and better, like better yeah. graphics across the board. Um, but like. My guess is they'll probably want to sell it for sixty bucks, which that feels like a tall order to me. But maybe if they that make is, it, if they make it like thirty or something, 
I think maybe that's more uh, more palatable. But but I don't know how did much they announced the price. They didn't announce the. I don't think they announced. I, the I price. don't think so. They didn't. They didn't really announce it. Uh, except no, it was for just, just like a, a, it was just like a trailer, and then they sort of moved on to something else. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if they'll maybe they'll release more details like during E three proper. That's a really good point, though, talking about like the difference between like a remaster being sixty or thirty. I, I totally yeah. agree. Like my whole mentality towards a thirty dollar remaster, I'm like, okay, like yeah, that's 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 a way more palatable to me than a, than yeah. $60. Like they put some effort like, into it, but like I don't know. I mean, Skyrim at this point you can pick up on sale for like ten bucks. Um, exactly. So I don't know that a remaster would be worth paying full price for that game, uh, especially. I mean, if you are on the PC, like you can basically get there already with mods. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, a lot of people, uh, there was a couple, uh, it seems like, I mean, every E3, you always get some solid cringe, which is fantastic. We'll talk a little yeah. bit more about that yeah. uh, when we discuss the EA um, the press conference. But there was definitely some uh, some people very hyped in the audience at the Bethesda conference, and particularly like two or three women who were just, yeah. every time anything with Elder Scrolls Online came on, they were just blood curdling, curdling, screaming. Literally ones of fans in the audience. <laughs> yes. I think like there was like maybe four people that play Elder Scrolls Online, though they claim that over 7 million people have. Uh, and, and they made a very big point to say 7 million and growing. And Brandon, we're, we were talking about that in the pre-show. Where it was like, I mean, I guess technically that's 7 that, million with like people that installed it for like a month free trial. Yeah. Never I mean, technically again. that number can never go down. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, also like, we I mean, should, I get they have to do that. I mean, we should we should also be fair to them. Like, I, they may have you know a dedicated community, and that game, you know, it's cool that they're at least still supporting it, right? Like, it it would suck if that game came out. It was it was like hugely, um, you know, hugely hyped, and then you know a lot of people I think weren't happy with it. They quit, and then it from Bethesda's perspective, at that point, you could just say, all right, fine, you know, we'll kind of like. Thanks for your money, but we're not going right. to focus on this. At least right. they are still trying to make the game better. They're releasing more content. Uh, and, you know, like, there are all sorts of games that have a lot of players that just sort of we don't hear about. I mean, like, yeah. look at look at EVE Online. EVE Online still going great, but, like, you don't just see that it, in the daily news or anything. Sure. Like, you don't ever sure. hear about it. But there's this, like, really hardcore group of people who are playing EVE Online all the time. And... uh you know, I, I don't. I don't think uh, Elder Scrolls Online is that exact same uh, type thing, but it, you know, it could be. They can have a small, loyal user base that cares about that. So I don't. I don't want to talk down on them too hard. If that, uh, you know, if that team is still putting in work to make that content cool. Yeah. Now I do have to mention. We talked about. I mean, there wasn't a ton to go on with Quake, but the one thing that was mentioned, and I do remember this. Now that Common Pleb is pointing this out, that it sounded like what they said that the new Quake is class based. And that, I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean anything uh, like negative, I guess. But again, it kind of harkens back to that concern like we had about the Doom thing. Yeah. Where, where I'm just like, I hope, again, I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's just not going to be like, it's not going to feel like a Quake game just because of that. But it's like, if too many of those things get mixed in, I just really hope they don't kind of lose their way. And we have a similar kind of thing with Doom where it's like, it's not an unpolished product necessarily. It just doesn't really feel like it has an identity, which again, yeah. with Quake, uh, I, I feel like they know what they have with that. So it's probably not going to be that, but I think, I think it's Quake, just a little concerning. Yeah. But also like, I'm, I'm more concerned about like the physics around Quake and them mm-hmm. making sure that is still uh, intact. I, I'm, I'm not really concerned with other details I hear at this point. Mm-hmm. Also okay. because I know all that is going to be subject to change. Sure. 
Yeah, it's like that game is still a long way out, and it sounds like QuakeCon will be the next time we hear anything about it. And mm-hmm. that will, if I had to guess, that will probably just be like another trailer or something. It, pro- it probably won't even be playable at QuakeCon. So until until we have more concrete details, I'm not going to worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna bask for like, you know, sure. oh no, few, we we still are in our here, basking period. A few yeah. weeks here in sure. uh, in the honeymoon phase of just knowing that there's another quake <laughs> around exists. the corner, and hoping that given that given they're like really uh, that they went hard into single player for both Wolfenstein and Doom, which I think now looking looking back on that, that was definitely the right decision for those two games. Yeah, I'm hoping that they go the other way with Quake, and that Quake is their marquee multiplayer title uh because it has yeah. not had one of those in a long time yeah um and yeah so i, I mean definitely we were both definitely shocked like i mean it's a strong way to start the press conference out overall i'm looking at the reactions on twitter right now and it seems like they definitely blew their load super early with quake yeah, they and did. everything I'm else because everything wasn't... else is just kind of meh like yeah not... i'm surprised that that was not held for the end because that like that yeah. would have they should have built up to that more. That sort they of just caught, that, that slapped me in the face when I, that was like the second thing they talked about. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Like now, can now after it's over and we're looking at it and we're like, okay, what is there to really talk about? If they had capped off with Quake, that's all anybody would be talking about, and yeah. not the fact that they started off so strong and now it's just like <laughs> I don't care about any of this other stuff. To be honest, yeah, overall, that's, that's like press so. conference 101. Yeah, but, Brandon, you might have to maybe they'll have to hire you next year to help help them sort the yeah. order of their announcements because yeah. not very good. They'll have but, to, uh, they'll, they need a they need a consultancy there. They definitely they definitely do. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, like like we said, we'll definitely be talking a bunch of E three stuff because it is day zero, and uh, there was basically a press what's conference. been going on this week. Like the, the exactly. gaming news is either E three stuff uh, that came out today or E three stuff before today that leaked. So there's not a whole lot of other stuff going on in the gaming world. Um, but there's a lot of. I mean, I think there's, it's always a fun time. Like E three week is always. Yeah. Uh, it's always cool when the gaming, like the gaming scene, kind of takes center stage, uh, even for the mainstream people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So before we jump into more news, um, like talking about the EA press conference and stuff like that, uh, Brandon, as far as gaming this week, uh, what did again? I have to mention, Katie Zen is not uh, on the podcast this week. He's having an E3 viewing party. And, yeah. Um, I, wa- I wanted to be mad at him for missing the podcast, but yeah. also like the reason he's missing it is that he's yes. having friends over to like exactly. watch at, watch E3 and hang out. Sure. So I can't really be mad at him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a cool thing if I had friends that wanted to come over and do exactly. that. Exactly. If so, I had friends at all to do yeah. anything with me, that would be a big <laughs> moment in my life. But obviously, I'm on the yeah. Cape Mod podcast this week, so that's not happening. Scott and I have to sit here and console each other. Exactly. We have to be each other's friends. But um, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, sorry, Brandon. I was yeah. So I was asking you what 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 did you play this week? Um, I played a bit more. Over, I played a bunch of Overwatch this past weekend. Uh, which I guess would be before our last cast. Uh, yes. I didn't get a chance to play a whole lot this week, um, but Overwatch has been the main thing um, that I've still been playing. Uh, what is your? I think I asked you last week, but what are you like? What are you playing? The, like, what's your? What are your mains or what, <laughs> what the, characters the, you play the most? The characters I play the most are Reaper and Pharah. Okay, uh, but I have been consciously trying to branch out and play other characters just because I like I want to be more versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I, I normally play DPS, uh, yeah. but I also, I've been trying to get better at tank and at least get better, like get better at support so that I know, uh, how to counter those supports sort of like when you play the class, you get to understand it better and how it works. Um, and then you, I think you're better against it. 
So I've been uh, I've been branching out a bit. Uh, you know, when when I'm when I'm playing with friends who don't mind it, because otherwise I don't like playing new classes and then mm-hmm. being bad and then being the reason that we lose. Yeah, no, I, I, I know like that feeling. There's always yeah. that catch twenty two of like I'm already good at certain classes, and so I can always be those classes, and we have a better chance to win. But I don't get better as a player because, like, I'm kind of like I need to play more classes to get uh, to kind of round out my skill set. Mm. So, what level are you in the in the? How many hours have you put in Overwatch? Um, would you say so far? I'm not sure offhand. I think I'm like level. I'm level maybe almost thirty. Okay. So, I mean, I've put yeah, I've put in a decent amount of time, but I can't I believe mean, you didn't say McCree there because he's just so OP. well. So I've, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been playing some McCree, but I actually don't. Uh, I don't love I don't love playing McCree, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I mean, he's pretty stupid, overpowered this right now. Just so nuts, yeah. Um, and they've mm-hmm. already said they're going to nerf him. We didn't put that in the news, I guess, because that I don't mm-hmm. know. That's pretty light news, but um, but they're going to nerf McCree already, and, yeah, um, and rightfully so. Just like he's he's way too strong. But I feel like yeah, they're. Uh, it seems like nuts. they're doing a good job with uh, kind of taking taking feedback. I feel like they've been pretty active in. Uh, in kind of the balancing discussions, and uh, and like it's it's pretty rare that Blizzard comes out and like actually, you know, in a news article or interview tells tells the public that they're going to nerf something or buff something before they actually do it. Like yeah. that seems kind of rare, and that's what the Overwatch team is doing. They seem to have kind of an open dialogue, saying like, "Yep, McCree's going to get nerfed." Like it's not it's not in there yet, but it's coming. Right. <laughs> they right. talked about how they're going to buff Diva, and they're playing around with how to do that. And it's like that's kind of cool to get into their mind and understand uh in, instead of just sit there and kind of be frustrated that like mm-hmm. oh mccree's so stupid he's you know he's too powerful uh you can take some solace in the fact that like they are it's already yeah. confirmed that he's going to get nerfed so the nerf is coming to, yeah you just have to kind of hang on and just give it a little time for them to put the patch out gotcha um, but yeah Anything i've, I've been playing been playing that and just been playing hearthstone uh there's a kind of a fun tavern brawl this week um and so i've just been playing just playing Hearthstone as normal, still. That's, that's still that's like my my security blanket, you know. Uh, so I never stray too far from that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like yeah, a... that's 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 about it this week. Okay, yeah, and I didn't really have any. I played. I've been playing a lot of. I'm having a lot of fun with Counter Strike recently, and I, I shared a little bit before. I definitely uh, am really enjoying using the auto shotgun a lot uh, in competitive environments, and um, that, uh, just that's, playing that, that like his. Uh, has, been, has yeah. lasted another week, you and the shotgun? It has, it has. I mean, not like exclusively using it, but um, it definitely um, it definitely helps. What it is is it's a good uh, tool for helping me not to fully like tilt. Like if if my if mm. we're getting destroyed or even if we're not doing that great or we have a round where we have low money, I'll just be like, I'll buy an auto shot and see what happens. And a lot of times, you know, you are you are rewarded with some ridiculous play. So it's a good just kind of mental uh so It's, mental like, it's like a way for you to... You can you're at that point where you you can either like continue taking it seriously and yes. probably you know start to start to to delve into let's say a, a toxic attitude, or you can right. sort of pump the brakes, grab an auto shoddy, and and just have fun. Precisely, and a lot of times because the weapon is so potent and it's still pretty, it's just very viable to use in competitive. Uh, you will get rewarded for it, and so and it and it helps you know calm you down too because you're not really expecting anything. You're like you know if I if I have a good round that is fantastic, and if I die, I'm expecting because I'm using an inferior weapon, 
at least uh, you know in your mind. So yeah, I've been you, playing a lot you, of Counter Strike. If, if you just continue to feed the rest of the game, <laughs> then then you tell your teammates, yeah, of course I would. I'm just I'm shoddy using, only. I'm using like, a shotgun. What do you want me to do? It's not good enough. But then when you have an insane play, you're like, dude, the shoddy is insane. So yeah. it's just a it's a win 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 win. So I've just been playing a lot of that. I don't think I really played. I'm 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 kind of on a holding pattern of single player stuff in my stream because. I have so many games I'm excited to play. Like, I'm really excited for Mafia 3. I'm excited for Deus Ex Human Revolution. Mm-hmm. There's like two or three more, but I'm still, you know, it's just not release time yet. So um, until those come out, I'm kind of just uh, just having fun with a lot of, uh, of Counter-Strike. So, um, oh, I should, uh, I should mention uh, I went and saw the Warcraft movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. Tell have me about you, have that. Have you seen this or no? I have not. I have not. Okay. I've heard a lot of good things, though, from people that played... Um, <sighs> that played you know wow for a lot of years yeah um yeah i I don't know i like i kind of see both sides of it right because like the critical reception has not been very good uh and and i've heard from some people like you know wow players and stuff that they really liked it i think i sort of fell somewhere in the middle uh because i went to see it with with hillary and she doesn't really know the wow lore you know so like she she was able to be a little more objective about it sure yeah um and and i think like some of the story some of the story assumes that you knew a a ton about the Hmm. like warcraft universe interesting um and like you know that you knew who a character was and so you could put the pieces together for like what the significance of them being in the story was right and and that i felt like that was kind of that's like an interesting choice because even me someone who really likes wow like I've never read the Warcraft books. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not deep in the lore, and so right. I feel like even I probably missed the significance of some of the characters and stuff because it it wasn't super well explained. And so it's it's one of those movies where I feel like you kind of you have to like write the names of the characters down and then go look up like who they are in Warcraft lore, and then you mm-hmm. can probably appreciate the story more. Um, but overall, I mean, like I I enjoyed it because I enjoyed. I mean, like I like Wow, but I don't. I don't think it's a great movie. Um, like on okay. its own. How long was the? How what's the running time? Is it pretty long? Uh, I think it's like two hours. Okay, yeah, um, yeah it's a little bit longer than the average. Yeah, so if if like the story was, I think the story was not um, was not super compelling unless you were into Wow, um, and so like I enjoyed it because I I just enjoyed kind of the nostalgia trip. You know, you see, you see Ironforge, you see Stormwind, like you recognize some of the characters' names. Uh, all that is really cool, but like as just as a movie, yeah. like I don't think it was super compelling outside mm-hmm. of the kind of nostalgic references. Um, um, but I don't. See no, I don't, I don't. I don't see that many yeah. movies. So yeah, yeah. Take okay, my well, that's, that's interesting. And I, and I personally, I'm not. I mean, I'm someone that played WoW like level fifty back in the day. But I wasn't into the lore, and I just have no everything I've seen from the trip. I just there's nothing compelling to me for me to go see it. Not that, yeah. that so, but but and so I would consider myself pretty average, maybe even maybe a little bit maybe a little bit more informed than the average person because I'd played no, a little bit yeah. a while. But I, I just there's nothing compelling for me to go see that movie. No, it, it's I, like it, maybe it's like maybe something to just wait and like you know watch it mm-hmm. watch it at home once it hits like streaming or something. I, yep. I don't think it's I don't think it's a movie that even as even as someone who enjoys WoW. It was like, yeah, I mean, sure, if you really, if that's something you think you'll like, great. But I, it's not something where I'm like, you got to run out and see this right now. Um, right, right. And it, which is weird because I thought uh, with most with most video game adaptations into movies, you feel like you're worried they're going to like dumb down 
the you know the references and the subject matter so that it appeals to more of a mass audience right i feel like this movie almost like should have done more of that mm. <laughs> in a weird way like it should have dumbed hmm. down a little bit of it so that so that like someone who's not intimately familiar with warcraft lore can kind of like get behind the story and, and the characters um so anyway it's uh I feel like I feel like it, you probably already know if you're going to go see this movie or not. Like, yeah, you either, you either yeah. really like Warcraft and you're going to go see it, or you don't really care that much. And and I think whatever your opinion there, it's probably right. Like, if you don't think you're going to love it, yeah, you're probably not going to love it. Yeah, I mean, one thing I do I did notice uh, in the press was that it's it, it killed in China for the first week, though. Like, it had huge mm. box office, which is interesting. That's, uh, that is it's interesting. as of three days ago, they had over two hundred million. Or I'm sorry, 100 million in China alone and 200 million worldwide. I don't know what it costs to make. I, I imagine it wasn't cheap at all. But um, no, no, probably. It'll not. be interesting I mean, to see what it what it yeah, accumulates. Like some, I, total. I mean, there's some cool CGI and effect stuff. It, it definitely yeah. did not look like a cheap movie. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's weird with uh, with China. I'm not I'm not sure why they would be so interested in it. Aside from I yeah. guess just there are a lot of WoW players in China. I think so so, I think that's basically maybe what that it makes is. sense. <laughs> I think it's just a lot of WoW players <laughs> in China. So pretty interesting. Um, so okay, uh, well we're gonna move on here to we we talked about E3 at the beginning of the cast, but more E3 news as of we were recording this on Sunday. We had the EA press conference, and uh, they had they had a pretty I think overall they had a pretty good showcase. You would yeah, I think it was pretty strong. I would say, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. So they will start off here with uh, Titanfall Two, um, which that has been you know um, confirmed, and they showed a single player trailer and a multiplayer trailer, and. I don't know. I guess my impressions are like you. I think you said this too at the top of the cast. At top of the cast, it looks like a better game than the first one. Um, a little yeah. bit more fleshed out. Uh, the movement again—that's something that in Titanfall that was pretty kind of unique at the time, right before Advanced Warfare, Call of Duty yeah, came I feel out. Like now it's kind of—it's kind of been copied a few times. It's been copied a bunch, but um, that's one thing that they really showed a lot in the multiplayer trailer was the movement. The you know the using the grappling hook and stuff like that. To kind of uh, and some cool moves, um, you know, sniping enemy players out of um, out of the air in your Titan and stuff like that. Uh, it, it was a pretty cool. I think the multiplayer trailer overall. The thing was, that was I, the thing neat, I worry but, about because uh, I agree with you. I think the it looked like it. Uh, it, it I think it scratched the same itches that the the original trailer did, yeah. which which is like you know it looks like a it looks like it's got some unique stuff. It looks like a pretty a game that's got some like some cool cinematic moments, right? Like when you when you like eject out of your mech or when you hop on the back of a mech and you like, you know, hit it on the back or something mm. to kill it. I feel like the first trailer uh back in the day did, you know, showed those things and you were like, "Oh man, there're going to be these cool cinematic moments." And this trailer, I feel the same way. Like the yeah. they they end the trailer with you grappling grappling hooking into someone else in the air and like kicking him in the face. Yeah, exactly. And it's like yeah, that looks really cool. My worry is that like the first Titanfall, I feel like didn't really deliver on no. that promise. Like no. it didn't end up having the the same uh like the same impact that the stuff in the trailer did. Yeah. Uh so that that's the only thing that I worry about, but it looked it looks like at least as good a game as the original. Yeah. Uh, and like I think the original game was fine. It just didn't didn't seem to really have legs like for the first two weeks, there there was like a player base, uh, but then people just seemed to drop it. Exactly, and that's gonna and that's gonna be the real the the true test with the multiplayer and and Titanfall two here is like you said the 
how what kind of longevity is it going to have and I don't know. I, I feel like there's so many, like you're saying, we're talking about the formula being copied and borrowed a bunch, like, you know, Call of Duty uh, uses that formula. Um, I mean, you have Halo, right? Halo 5, which again, I mean, Halo was before. Uh, and it's not the same. It's not exactly the same, but in, in that same kind of format where you could argue that there's kind of player bases that kind of cross over. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it looks pretty It looks pretty compelling, but I don't, I don't know if there's any way to like... <laughs> Is there any formula we can use to try to guess staying power on new games? Because I, I feel like yeah. it's a total it's a total toss up. Like I feel like a good example, I think a lot of people didn't think Overwatch was gonna I mean, I think foolishly a lot of people were like, Oh, Overwatch will be the hot, you know, the hot shit for a couple weeks and then it will be gone, but that's kind of proven to be um, you know, st- have legs because it's a really solid game. Yeah. So but I don't think just being a solid game necessarily means that you're going to stick around either. Right. That's the thing is that's like the, the original Titanfall w- was not a bad game, mm-hmm. um, but the the community just didn't stick with it. Like it, yeah. it never, you know, it never developed an organic esports scene. It never, like, it never. It seemed to have so much like marketing, you know, marketing budget behind it. Uh, but and so people bought it, but then no one seemed to be sticking with it. And so since you've already like they've already kind of failed on that once in terms of getting uh, I'm I'm not sure what the word is like kind of digging yeah. into digging in and really creating a community that cares about that game. I feel like they didn't really hit that the first time around. So the question is like if you release a game that is more or less, you know, that that same kind of thing as you released the first time, what are you doing differently that is going to like create a community where there did not exist one with your first game? <laughs> right. Yeah. And and so I think there's like they do, they are going to have a single player this time. So I think that's something, uh, but also that doesn't necessarily create a like long lasting community. Um, that sort of just hits a different, uh, a different segment of players. And mm. the other thing that they did, uh, I did recall hearing on the, on the press conference or uh, maybe afterward was that uh, they are going to have a mode without AI in the multiplayer. Mm. And that to me, I think there's yeah. probably a podcast back, back from the Titanfall days where I talked about this. <laughs> like, I think one of the reasons that it didn't, uh, it didn't have staying power was because of the stupid AI littered yeah. throughout the map that like, it's, it's a cool idea in concept. It's a cool idea when you think it, these battles are going to look and feel so much larger, right? Because you have all these AI characters that are kind of providing, you know, some background noise and whatever they kind of, you know, they play along with you. Right. But like, in a in a competitive multiplayer game that just served to be annoying because it just meant like that you couldn't immediately identify an enemy because sometimes they'd be ai and so you waste your clip killing ai and then a real player comes and kills you immediately right there were enough of those moments where i feel like yeah that was kind of frustrating and doesn't lend itself to much of a competitive environment um so i'm hoping that like they they have to have learned from that stuff right like if if they want this game to be a real like multiplayer contender, I think they've got to they've got to learn from that stuff and hopefully have some smart default modes where the game feels more competitive. Because I think the game, the original game, I just don't think felt as competitive as it needed to be. It felt like a showcase. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as far as like so so Titanfall, as far as the single player goes, I, again, some people. Um, in the chat saying that they they'd like the the single player and what they showed, but I I just 
there for me personally there was just nothing compelling about the uh the single player trailer in, in the sense of like it's all tropes that have been done before yeah. i mean I'm not saying it, it won't turn out to be good i mean i'm sure it could be i'm sure it'll probably have good storytelling and they're really pushing like the the connection between man and machine like your titan um is basically like you know your bodyguard and like what your relationship to that is i'm sure they'll play on that a bunch but um i don't I know think, and, and reception like a... online has been really good like I think that's Again. a cool that's like a cool angle for them to take, right? Yeah. Like instead yeah. of instead of something really uh you know, really common, like just, you know, the I don't know, look at the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare trailer. Like instead of going that route, I feel like uh the, the single player where you kinda mm-hmm. you ca- you care about your mech that could right. be interesting. Um but I, I mean yeah. I kind of agree that I don't I don't know that that's gonna like pull anyone in who, exactly. who wasn't exactly. already gonna get the game. Yeah. But uh, overall, I think both of our impressions are pretty positive. Like it looks like it definitely has. I, again, will will I, I guess I'll have to decide because because the big question for me if, if am I going to buy this game is like how long is this going to be around? Am I going to spend sixty bucks and then like you said two weeks three weeks later like Titanfall the first one it's a wasteland and then yeah. I'm like I I'd like I don't want that to happen. I think and that's a just, legit that's a legit yeah. fear with this one right because the it PC is. like PC Titanfall fell off and just so fast. I don't know how quickly it fell off on console, um, but you you do have to worry about there being a player base, and right. so I'm like I'm looking forward to the Titanfall two beta, you know, to get a taste of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I, I think I'll be hard pressed to to buy Titanfall two on launch just because it, I you don't know if there's going to be people playing a month or two after after it launches. I, I think a lot of problems too is is especially when it comes to to these multiplayer shooters is that there's a lot. Well, I don't necessarily a lot, but but I, I don't know many people that play multi, multiple multiplayer shooters mm-hmm. um, at a you know that are diehards at a serious level. I guess you could argue. I mean, I think Overwatch and Counter Strike players, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of overlap and stuff like that. But um, you know, like there'll be I'm sure there'll be diehard people that really want to get really good at Titanfall. But when there's so many other options like Overwatch and Counter Strike and now Battlefield, uh, you know, Battlefield One, I, I don't know. Like it's just it's kind of a scary, uh, a scary market to to be in, <laughs> as like a and Titanfall is not a new franchise, so I think they have that going for it. Is that there is an established like people know the people know the brand, but um, I guess it'll just wait to wait to be seen. Um, yeah, I think I think people tend to lean into you know a shooter that they that they like yeah. and they want to they yeah. want to master that and get better. Uh, I I think I I bounce around a little more than I used to. I mean, I mm-hmm. used to in the earlier days, I used to basically only have like one game when I was really playing at one time, you know, yeah. it was like enemy territory, medal of honor, counter-strike. And right. like, and, and like when I was playing an MMO, it was like just playing wow all the time or whatever. I think it's easy to get sucked into a single game. And especially with shooters, like these days they're evolving. Right. So like if you, if you play CSGO and you want to play at a high level, you, you kind of have to keep playing because as the game changes, you've got to kind of adapt your skills to the new right. patches and stuff. So you don't want to fall too far behind the status quo, and and I think that's that's a that's like a, a very valid thing. It's like it's hard yeah. to get a new. It's hard to pull audience away from those other shooters. Exactly. And and it seems like that's sort of where Titanfall failed before. Is I think yeah. some people gave it a try, but then they they weren't Titanfall wasn't able to keep them there. They kind of they kind of retreated back to the other games they played. Exactly. And, uh, and so I think that's 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 really going to be their their biggest challenge and i'm not i'm not sure that what i saw today indicates that they'll be able to you know to keep that in a way they didn't with titanfall right 
Right. So <laughs> we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. Um, all right. More EA news. Uh, so Battlefield 1, we got a gameplay trailer uh, today, um, which was pretty impressive. And then beyond the gameplay trailer, we the got gameplay a... gameplay trailer really was like, it was just like a small piece. Very of, small piece. Uh, of of yeah. what was really like an amazing hour yeah. of content yeah. there. Exactly. So they did it an hour. They did two conquest games. I don't know how many how many players it was. There was a lot of so so they they sourced this uh, this conquest uh, game on uh, Battlefield One with uh, a mix of famous like famous YouTubers, uh, celebrities. It started off uh, with like, like a red carpet, like it had a red like carpet interview segment <laughs> was... uh, when people were coming into the their, their little area, and so yeah. got got some nice interviews with. Uh, with Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa. Yes. You had Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg in the same breath. You had Captain Sparkles. You had C Nanners. Uh, you had, uh, you had, um, yeah, like Snoop Dogg. Uh, I have to say this. We talked about this before. Snoop Dogg just smoking a blunt the entire time <laughs> during the conquest matches. Uh, you know, absolutely zero fucks given. given. And uh, I was thinking about it and I was like, who's, I mean, Snoop Dogg's one of those untouchables where it's like, who's going to tell him to stop smoking a blunt? Nobody. Nobody. Like from any walk of life is going to walk up to Snoop Dogg and be like, you know, probably shouldn't shouldn't be doing that here because I mean, it's Snoop Dogg. So that was hilarious. Uh, Zac Efron was uh, absolutely destroyed. (laughs) I I don't I he looked like he had hit. uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what he was. I think he was a mix of drunk and absolutely like higher than a kite. Fox and Zac Efron both just both uh, of them just in in a different place. Yeah, it was. uh, it was hilarious. And Snoop Dogg, when they would cut to him, he was using a controller and uh, he kept, he was in the trench at one point and he couldn't, you could tell he didn't really know what was going on. Like he couldn't, he couldn't get out of the trench and he was just running back and forth. But um, as somebody, I'll say just as impressions go, they also, they talked about the fact that the engine's going to have dynamic weather and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Bunch of new well, vehicles. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. We, yes. we, we passed over probably the, the most notable person there. One Terry yes. Crews. Terry Crews, that's right. Who, totally who literally had an interview segment where yeah. he was asked about his key like his key to the game. Yes. And he said his key to the game is yes. is about the controller and he's going to be playing on keyboard and mouse. Exactly. Exactly. So, so he is KB mod confirmed, which is yes. which is really fantastic. He he basically identified that he reads KB mod. Like exactly. That's what I got from that. I'm, I'm guessing I got that he, he is that he reads KB Mod. He is he is an audio listener, and he's probably listening live right now. But he I'm wants to remain he low. He has probably left at least one iTunes review. That's that's what 100%. I got from that segment. Yes. Um. So, uh, as far as impressions for somebody that isn't really a Battlefield franchise fan or anything, and I didn't really play much of Battlefield Four, I. I went in extremely skeptical, and I came out being like, "Holy shit, this game looks fantastic!" I, I I don't know, and and again, maybe it's the bright lights, maybe it's E3, maybe it's all those amazing celebrities, Brandon, you know, mixed with be. some of my favorite YouTubers like Captain yeah. Sparkles and Seanners. How could it look bad with all of these luminaries in one room playing it? Yeah, but I mean, legitimately, there were many moments where I was just like, "Holy shit, this is this is just fucking epic looking," and that was due kind of to the production and some of the camera work that they had. But the Zeppelin uh, event where you take down the zeppelin on that map and then it just creates absolute havoc and destruction when it falls it can fall anywhere on the map depending on when it's destroyed and then you're fighting in the skeletal remains of the zeppelin i mean again all all stuff that they're gonna they're gonna push at e3 to get people to go like me holy shit that looks amazing but like but, um, I actually think as for somebody when, had zero hype for the game, I was like, holy shit, this might be something I, I would pick up because yeah. um I'm not a huge Battlefield fan, but 
they they started to suck me in a little bit. I mean, I think like even if you're not a Battlefield uh, like a Battlefield Four fan, I I think after seeing you know Battlefield Four at E3 and then actually playing it for real. I think the one thing that Battlefield 4 really did deliver on, uh, for all its other flaws, and there were many, yeah. uh, Battlefield 4 felt, it, it had that epic feeling. Like, having mm. 64 players in a server with these mm. big maps and then kind of the, you know, the levolution uh, where something, in the, something happens, you know, a ship blows up or a building falls down or something. For, for all the game's other faults, like, those moments did feel pretty amazing. <laughs> Like actually yeah. changing the map and seeing this this huge cinematic experience, for me that never really got old in those games, and mm-hmm. I think that's basically what obviously that's what they were trying to highlight here. Um, but like that's what I saw is when you have the zeppelin coming down and right. like and you just have the can you know the camera operator kind of panning out to a spectator mode and you just see like kind of the the shooting uh, in the distance. You see the zeppelin kind of coming down, kind of in the four to middle ground. Um, that stuff is all really neat. And I think that's yeah. that it looks like they're going for that cinematic feel with battlefield one. And and I think it seems like they're going to hit that. Like, yeah. I, I think yeah. the game did look pretty good in terms of, yeah, I want to run around and I want to, I want to see these. Cool I want to be part of that. Experience. Like just fucking chaos. I, I yeah. guess they definitely, um, I got that feeling that's like, um, and I haven't really felt like that in a game for a while because uh, maybe since Battlefield. I, I, the problem was I never gave Battlefield 4. I just never really put a, a ton of time into it. And I also was, you know, it was marred with so many so many issues at the beginning that I just yeah. gave up. So like you said, as it's developed, it's you, it's delivered on a lot of that, those kind of bigger moments. So yeah, I think um, I think there are definitely some uh, some cool opportunities for, a, you know, Battlefield, uh, Battlefield 1 to have you know, as in in Battlefield Four, you're not going to have a Zeppelin falling to the ground, and, sure. You know, and sure. catching on fire and all that. And I think there are some neat uh, set pieces that they yeah. can use from that time period that yeah. will make it feel really cool and cinematic. Uh, yeah. And judging off the map we saw today, it seems like they're going to lean into that. And I think that's that's probably the coolest thing about Battlefield is that that like legitimately those games look gorgeous. And mm-hmm. the, and they are some of the most cinematic with um, with the way that the maps look and change. Like I actually think that's one of the things they do that that not a whole lot of other games do. Like the levolution stuff, for as stupid right. as that made up word is, is actually like a really neat concept when when executed well. And even if like I don't, I'm not going to talk about like map balance or anything. Like the competitive aspect, it, it's probably not a great experience. But for just a casual, you know, public mm-hmm. server player. Those those experiences are really neat. Yeah, and uh, so I didn't. Yeah, I, I I found myself being a little bit surprised um, and watching as much as I mean, I watched pretty much that whole hour segment again. Like I said, a lot of a lot of amazing celebrities and YouTubers. So again, the bright lights of E three may have uh, seduced me a bit, but the actual just how beautiful the game looked and um, like you said, a lot of those big moments. And then like you were saying, just I I, I was kind of like wondering, I was like, where are they going to go? Uh, World War One, like that kind of stuff. But I think it does actually um, now having seen it does kind of lend um, at least the idea of things being a little bit different because we're so used to the to the modern shooter. Right. At this mm-hmm. point with the last, you know, with Call of Duty and, and all these other games, it's been a while since we had something like a world at war and stuff like that. So I think initially my skepticism of it being like, why are we going back? Makes I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, having I mean, seen it like, in action and so like far. some of the things you know 
in some sense, it's still going to just be a skin on, you know, kind of Absolutely. the existing yeah, stuff, I mean, right? Like, there's still, like, like in the looking, gameplay, there's snipers running around quick scoping. Yeah, I mean, like, did look, that happen in World today, War Looking one? at it today, no. it's like, all right, so in some way, like, you've traded sure. an F-16 for a biplane. Sure. But, like, you know, it's still the same idea is you have the, you know, yeah. a pilot riding around in a biplane, you know, shooting everything down. Yeah, uh, so some of those things will probably feel basically like Battlefield 4 with a you know with an old timey skin, uh, but my hope is that like seeing seeing some of the stuff I saw today, I didn't see anything that stood out as like ah oh, that just doesn't look good or you know doesn't doesn't look like they really care about that aspect of the game. My hope is that some of the you know maybe the the guns will be less accurate or something like I hope they actually uh, spend some time to make those aspects real where like you know your old yeah. musket did not uh did not aim dead center on your crosshair every time you shot it um and so like i think if they can if they can nail some of the realism there i think that game will feel really unique compared to like a world war ii or present day shooter right and i mean again it's still really early uh but i watching as they were doing some guys with the heavy machine like it looked like the recoil looked pretty fucking real on a lot of those weapons so i'm Hopefully i agree with so, you yeah i think uh i think they are going to have some of that at least a little bit of that realism where you know not everything's going to be a laser beam and not that not that it is in battlefield in general but um at least so far from from what i saw it looked like there is they're trying to definitely going to put a bunch of that in so yeah um, I, I am excited for that game though i mean i've Battlefield is definitely one of those games that I I enjoy getting when it launches because it's like it's always a test for your system. It's like a good time to flex your you know your video card and your processor's power, um, and you never know about the game pl- or the uh, the player base. It's kind of the same thing as Titanfall. Like you know, are people still going to be playing it uh, two three months afterward? But I think Battlefield Four seemed to do a decent job with keeping mm-hmm. keeping players interested. And uh, yeah. and so since this is their their next big tentpole release, like you know, yeah. Battlefield Hardline definitely did not have <laughs> did not have players. <laughs> I think people probably felt burned by that purchase. But this yeah. one, you know, they're going to support it in the way that they supported Battlefield Four, which I think now looking back is is like actually a pretty good track record. Not a great start by any means, but like a pretty good track record over the course of that game's life. Right. Um. Okay, so beyond that, we did we already talked about the the Terry Crews KB mod, but again, um, <laughs> we can't show you the clip, but uh, maybe we'll put that in the in I the did, blurb. Uh, I put I put yeah I put it in chat. I'll probably put it in the blurb too. Yeah, um, we'll put it in the pretty, blurb. It's so. a pretty good little clip. Just uh, just know that you know Terry Crews Terry Crews is there with us. Yes, you never you never know who's keyboard. gonna be who's gonna be a member of the PC Master Race. Exactly. So more news um, during that press conference. EA announced that they're gonna they're gonna be starting new weekly esports competitions. And this, um, is, this is gonna be for like for like Madden. And, and this is for their sports FIFA franchises. Stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Which is which is pretty which is uh, pretty exciting. Again, I mean the term. I mean esports in this last year, year and a half, two years, esports has become synonymous. I think for a lot of people with uh, easy money. But also uh, for generating interest in, in your game and if you want to have a competitive scene at all. So um, it's pretty exciting. So, you know, FIFA, Madden, uh, NBA Live, NHL. Um, Peter Moore, whose actual title, uh, Brandon, uh, Peter Moore's title for this, what was it again? It's, um, he is the chief competition officer. Chief competition officer, which I find <laughs> absolutely amazing. So Peter Moore is, is the most competitive person at the yes. company by title. Yes. By title and by pay grade, the most 
most competitive person. So here's a quote from him in regards to them wanting to get into esports with you know, and supporting it properly um, uh, from from their own uh, with their own cash. He said that EA is no stranger to the power of elite competition, mm. um, but the spectacle Preach. of esports. Yes, right. Preach it, Peter. But the spectacles, uh, but the spectacle of esports barely scratches the surface of competition. It's a select few that become pro gamers. Very true. That's why EA is embracing a new approach to competitive gaming. We want to make stars of all our players. So they're going to have something called challenger events, which um, is going to give community uh, people in the community the ability to easily host and run their own tournaments. They didn't really expand much on what that's going to look like yet, but that was kind of. Um, they're just letting people know that that's something that they're focusing on, and also um, they're going to have an EA premiere series. EA uh, premiere series that's going to involve live, large-scale events uh, that uh, it will host with partners from inside and outside of the gaming world. No specific details again yet, but we can just kind of extrapolate out from uh, some of the celebrities, uh, Brandon, that we saw <laughs> at the Battlefield uh, gameplay trailer yeah. kind of announcement. Maybe maybe Wiz Khalifa on the mic casting some Madden. That could hey, be, uh, you never exciting. know. You never know. They're <laughs> clearly going to blow, just blow the top off this thing. Exactly. Um, and then the last, I like this though, the last and most elite stage of the competition is, and wait for it, the EA Major Events. So they're going to start running majors that are going to be these majors, obviously a global stage, best players competing for the biggest prizes. They said the first major event is running uh, this weekend um, at EA Play in Los Angeles with the Madden NFL 16 Championship, and that's uh, that's a one million dollar tournament. Which I mean, that's a lot of fucking money. So See, that, that's like I think all yeah. this all this I think is is probably a good idea. Like having you know a, a kind of challenger, premier, and major, like basically having a way for people to kind of play through the ranks and having you know, you don't have to be some popular person already to end up being able to go to like a major event. Uh, I think that's smart, but I don't really understand. Like, your first major is this weekend. What? Right. Yeah, that's what? You, you just announced this. How are you having yeah. a major already? Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I don't. In, I don't in really the same breath, that. I feel like you're sort of undercutting this thing where you're like yeah. you're trying to make it sound like you're really caring about the structure a lot and then you're like oh by the way come to our first major like today <laughs> it's happening it's happening today actually oh my goodness yeah we just cut the check sorry it's over but there'll be more of these i feel like yeah that they just ushered i don't know i feel like this maybe was conceived this whole idea was conceived after this event was already planned do you know what i mean brandon and this was ushered in maybe maybe i, I don't know like that's kind of how it reads to me maybe. and then they I were think, just like oh, okay this is our first major the million like, dollar EA is in a position where i think Honestly, they're probably a little behind the eight ball when it comes to like, you know, they have uh, franchises that are pretty popular with mainstream customers. I mean, like there are tons of people I know historically who play Madden who are not like gamers, right? They like that, but they get Madden every year or they get NBA live or something because they like sports. Um, And that's not, they're not necessarily identified as gamers, but I feel like they, EA has maybe kind of like let this opportunity languish for a while where like you can create a pro scene from that probably pretty easy because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people who play those games casually who would probably be interested in like you know playing in a yeah. turn like a hundred dollar tournament uh, on a weekend or something uh, and so I guess they're finally going to do that but th- they were kind of light on the details in terms of what this structure yeah. actually looks like so I guess we'll have to see but I, like yeah. I'm a little I I'm a little skeptical the... when you have like your first major yeah. on the same weekend you <laughs> announce. A major structure. It's a good point. point. 
I I mean I think the 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 general like the 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 talking points that we get out of this is that they're using the term esports and they want to have they want to be able to foster uh, that kind of community with their sports franchises, which again I, I think like there is there is definitely uh, there's a Madden community, there is communities in these other games. I don't think they're on par with uh, what you see like in the in the MOBA and uh, shooter community where you have Counter Strike, Global Offensive, and obviously League of Legends and Dota. But I mean, I've 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 seen some. I know there's Madden tournaments and stuff that happen on Twitch and stuff like that, and I like I like watching them. And I think it makes, you know, I think it makes sense. And so esports of actual sports sims <laughs> is yeah. makes a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, uh, I think ultimately. that like and the, that to me, almost in one sense, Brandon, is even more palatable to the layman, right? Somebody absolutely, that maybe absolutely. just likes regular sports. So absolutely, they're like, oh, they, shit, like, sports they have, video games. They have all of these. I mean, not, and not even like ignoring the fact that they have kind of a community of of people who are maybe more casual game players, like they can more easily reach those people they yeah. they also have like all of these cool real life sports type branding opportunities where like at the NBA finals or the NHL finals or or the Super Bowl or whatever like EA can have EA can try and like pitch their esports thing as as something that is like in tandem with the real life sport going on that's something that other you know other like esports cannot do Right. There's right. no there's no like traditional way to put CSGO next to the NBA finals. Right. But there is a way to do like the NBA live esports finals at yes. the NBA finals. And like totally. the and you're not gonna scare you're not gonna scare off these mainstream people who don't understand esports yet. Yeah. So I think there's a big opportunity there if they if they figure it out and do it the right way. Um but you're right, like these games have a community. I think traditionally they don't have a very strong uh competitive community. Yes, agreed. Agreed. I think that the diehard competitive community is, is definitely the smaller pocket of those of those scenes. They have a general like there's a lot of people that like to play Madden, um, but are, they're definitely more casual. So, yeah. And like with FIFA, uh, you know, they do like I know guys that are into like FIFA packs and stuff. But I but a lot of those people aren't into the hardcore competitive side of FIFA. Yes. So I think exactly. that's maybe the challenge for them is I think they have like the start of a good community, but they've yeah. got to foster a real competitive community there. And uh, but hey, you know what? Like a good way to do that is with a million dollars. I I do have to say I did actually sit down and this Friday I watched a, a huge chunk of E League on uh, on TBS, um, and there was fantastic matches uh, that night. CL, the CLG series um, was was really solid. Um, they ended up losing that, but um, I I have to say, and part of part of it's making it's triggering this because I am thinking about the fact that even though CS Go is a really accessible game for people to watch compared to like a MOBA being on television, like a, mm-hmm. like a Dota or League of Legends. And you can just be like, okay, these five guys have to kill these five guys at the very basic core. It's still, again, it's not as easy as just being like, yeah, we're playing NBA Live. Yeah. And okay, this is the video game and it's the exact same game. Um, but I have to say that I've been really impressed with like E-League and the production and the the mix of them dumbing down the game for people that maybe are just tuning in or like what the hell is this mm-hmm. and also not totally um being so benign like to people that watch it that they can't you know absorb it um so anyway i'm actually because i was super skeptical on e-league and remember yeah. we talked about it a lot i was just like i don't really see the market for this and again i don't know if it's necessarily going to bring a ton of new people in i think it's more for i think they know that they have a certain level of uh, amount of people that you know get tbs on basic cable and mm-hmm. will watch this because they just like Counter Strike and they're good matches and they're already aware of it. I don't think I'm ne- they're necessarily converting, you know, sixty year old people who are like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but, but I, I have to say like that, that it's actually been way like so much more successful than I thought it was going to be. And I think ratings overall, they've been, you know, we'll have to see if they continue to be to, to improve. They improved from, I know, week one to week two. I don't know how week three or, or week four. I think it was week three last week or maybe it was week four. But um, definitely I was just like watching it. I was like, holy shit, this is really, really well done. And you can tell they tapped, you know, multiple people that were experienced on all facets uh, to, to be able to run a pretty smooth production. So yeah, definitely think- kudos. Yeah, but I think that's that's like that's why I think this EA has such a leg up with the traditional sports games. Right. Because I feel like you have to do like you can do so much worse than like E-League has done for CS:GO, where I think yeah. I agree with you that they've done a pretty good job turning CS into something that's accessible for someone who doesn't already know what CS is. Yeah. Uh but that's like you have to give credit to them that I think they've put a lot of work into making it accessible. Uh, I would not expect that other, you know, other brands would be nearly as cognizant that they yeah. have to do that work, and so yeah. I feel like it's it's super low hanging fruit to try and uh, to try and combine, you know, a sports Agreed. game because you Agreed. don't have to do that explanation. You don't yep. have to do the education. It's like if you know the rules of basketball, you know the rules of NBA Live, right? Because like this is just basketball but on a screen. Right, exactly. No, you're right. It does make a lot of sense. So if they're if they're able to pick that low hanging fruit and not fuck it up, um, it it seems like a no brainer uh, for them to be able to do this. The other thing though that definitely gave me nerd surreal, you know, pinch pinch my nipples vibes. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know why I said pinch my nipples, but I like doing that when I'm really turned on. Um, it was is the fact I don't know if you've seen have you seen the Arby's commercials uh, for E League? Yeah. Have you seen any of the videos yeah. for that? And again, just kind of like and even like the shit where like Buffalo Wild Wings ads are running below, you know, in the actual go TV mm-hmm. like, you know, and I just I just never thought I would live in a time where Counter-Strike and esports was like not only on just like on television, but then like there's ads literally catering to my fucking demographic like jokes about should have bought a diffuse kit as the fucking RB sandwich <laughs> blows up. Like I'm just like yeah. it just it just blew my fucking mind. I was just like, I can't believe. And and I mean, it makes sense again, like uh, as my generation. It turns out that you're a late old. 20s male with disposable income. <laughs> exactly. And they're talking right to me. And <laughs> So anyway, I just it's really it's really fucking cool. So I don't know if E League is going to be something that ends up sticking around, depending on the on the success. But uh, definitely, I feel like they they put their best foot forward. And um, so well, I would not pretty... be surprised if the EAs of the world want to try want to get into that same business, yeah, sure. right? Like they, I think they see something like E League and they think like, why do we? They're probably asking like, why do we not have this on our titles already? Like we had, we had a head start here because exactly. casual casual consumers already understand these games. Like, how did E League beat us to, you know, right. having a, having a relevant, uh, you know, competitive landscape and league that people care about on television? Uh, right. And so I'm I'm I have to imagine that like you know Peter Moore, chief competition officer, like you you're probably not super happy that you don't have the kind of impact uh, with any of your games that you know csgo or league of legends or dota enjoy um that that's got to be that's got to be something like he's got to fix right that's on his watch yeah yeah uh definitely um all right so we did talk i think we mostly covered most of this bethesda stuff a few other things um i don't know if we talked about at the top of the cast but the fallout 4 dlc as far as the bethesda press conference they announced a bunch of DLC. Uh, Contraptions was one of the DLCs to basically go super Minecraft mode, yeah. Um, which a lot of people have already done with all the stuff that you can build. 
in uh, Fallout kinda, 4. Looked, I mean, it looked kind of neat. But, it looked like they're yeah. basically adding kind of almost like Legos and shoots, shoots type stuff with like yeah. you put the marble down the thing and, it, you know, I forget what those are called. But I've like yeah. I used to build those in my childhood, and that was neat. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it felt very Minecraft to me, like making yeah. making a sandbox for people to to like just do yeah. dumb stuff and fall out. Exactly. Um, and we talked about Doom multiplayer, uh, paid DLC, which we were kind of like Ugh, on, but uh, and we did talk about the shareware stuff uh, as well. So I think we. Oh covered. yeah. Well, I don't know if we mentioned uh, they are bringing with Doom. They're bringing the first level to Steam for free. Yeah. So basically, the yeah. shareware concept. Uh, but I mean, if you don't already own Doom, then you should just buy Doom because it's good. Yep. All right, a couple of quick hits here. Uh, more kind of news. Uh, so Battlefront, uh, <laughs> a game that, um, again, the player base just sh- uh, <laughs> shriveled or d- disappeared, dried up <laughs> very quickly. I'm glad I didn't end up purchasing that game. But uh, Battlefront is going to receive uh, new content that's based on the new Star Wars films. Which was that? This was uh, this was a recent announcement. This was seven hours ago or so, I think. During the press conference, they they mentioned this, and um, there wasn't really any specific details. And I can only assume. I mean, there's no way that this is content that's just added to the game if you own it already for free. I'm I'm sure it's DLC though. They didn't they didn't list like the pricing or anything about that. Yeah, um, I, w- I wonder so. if it's going to be DLC or if they're going to try and do like a some kind of overhaul, right? Some kind of like battlefield hardline type deal right probably not that same vein but something where you know like i think (laughs) if you're just doing dlc you've got to think you're probably not going to capture that many new people whereas if you kind of if you kind of make it feel like it's a new game or like a big enough expansion to coincide with the next movie like that i feel like you just can't you can't just keep adding dlc to battlefront because like yeah that's a good point that's not a good story to tell <clears throat> hmm. So, Brandon, did you you didn't buy Battlefront? Did you buy Battlefront? Uh, I, uh, I do have Battlefront. Okay, I got, I got a key for it. Okay, and okay. how many hours? You Actually, haven't put? No, no, you know what? I just played the beta. I'm sorry, I played the okay. beta. No, I don't. Okay. I don't have Battlefront. But no, okay. I didn't. I didn't play that much of it. Um, but I mean, I was I was basically sort of waiting and seeing if there was going to be any uh any player base. And mm-hmm. this is like the, I don't know how this is just the theme of our of our cast, but like. Yeah, there was just basically seemed like there wasn't really any player base even a couple weeks after the game came out. Um yeah. so I never got it. The beta was okay, but it didn't like it didn't light the world on fire for me. Uh yeah. and so I mean, I, I think that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do more than just like have a DLC announcement to get people excited and reinvigorated to come back to Battlefront. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not a marketing expert, but I just think there's you've got to do something bigger than that to get people excited and really want to come back to battlefront. Yeah. So, uh, I know, I do know for a fact that Bob post is one of the number one apologists for <laughs> battlefront to the point of literally, uh, getting physically violent with people who, uh, tend to disagree. It's, it's a, it's a trigger, uh, Brandon, whenever Bob we hang does out, love his battlefront, he loves anything Star Wars related and he loves his battlefront. Uh, so anyway, if you see Bob post on Twitter, uh, just, just ask him, Ask him uh, why Battlefront is uh, is such a great game in his eyes, and I'm sure he'll he'll tell you. But um, you, know, uh, you know what I found out today that uh, that that I was like kind of upset about hmm. is that, uh, and I think oh, so I was watching the EA press conference, and I saw they were on the Star Wars section, and yeah. and I saw I think it was like a backdrop of the Star Wars games that they have out, 
Mm-hmm. And I saw a game called Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Oh. And I thought, and I thought, what? wait, what is this? Yeah. Because if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that one of my favorite games of all time is uh, the beleaguered Star Wars Galaxies. And Yes, you'd love that. And so, so I saw Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and I was like, there's no way that they're sullying the SWG moniker with some with mm. some new game. Uh-oh. And it turns out, not only are they doing that, <laughs> it's a mobile game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's Brandon. a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, yeah, I, I was like, I was not pleased with that. Because yeah, I thought that, for a split second, I saw, I saw Star it. Wars and Galaxy, those three words <laughs> together, and it hit, it hit a nerve. And to see them uh, just trampling on the legacy yeah, with exactly. a mobile game, uh, <laughs> man... I'm sorry no, that you had to go is, through that, Brandon. Nothing is sacred. Yeah. No, definitely not. That's true. If there's anything that we can learn from 2016, or even just the 2000s in general, nothing is sacred. But yes, it, <laughs> it's sad that examples like that have to rear their heads during what should be a joyous occasion like E3. Yeah. So, it was joyous um, until I saw that. Until you saw that. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit here uh, about Rainbow Six and The Division because there has been, uh, when it comes to Ubisoft... We talked a bunch about the fact that the division, the way it was coded to be uh, very heavy on the client side with the way the multiplayer worked, that just basically altering very simple things would allow you to cheat online. Uh, So we talked about that a bunch in previous casts. Well, they're finally – the devs are finally starting to crack down on cheaters. And this is very interesting. I find this this very fascinating here. And, And so maybe, maybe maybe a slight case of too little too late here. Yeah, maybe a slight case of too little too late. So uh, they've had all this cheating going on. Uh, let's talk about, I guess, the division first off. And um, Massive, the developer, revealed that it had taken action against over 30,000 accounts since cheat detection was put into place. This is uh, pretty recently that they said this. This is on the 10th. Um, and they handed out, listen to this, people, this, is, that, this is people that were confirmed to be cheating. They handed out a 14-day suspension for anyone caught for the first time, which I find very lenient. Uh, And then, uh, however, after that, um, they had 3,800 permanent bans for a second offense. So if you did it again, oh, you know, do do it once, you get 14. Second second time is 3,800 bans that they put out. Uh, But then they realized that that still wasn't enough. So uh, they put out this quote, judging from your feedback, reads a section of the massive post, and based on what we witnessed when cheaters came back to the game, we have now decided to push our policy one step further. We will now start applying permanent bans, oh my goodness, on first offense when players are caught using cheat engines and we will communicate clearly when new ban waves are taking place. Place. And Brandon, I just want to say, I want to say that Massive, they get my, they get my brave, my hashtag brave Absolutely. golden trophy for for finally deciding that, you know what, if people cheat in our game and they use a cheat engine and we can clearly see that they are, we are going to say no more. We are going to say, see you later. You will not be playing on our servers. And uh, just just unbelievable. And you know what? Um, in all seriousness, though, when I read this, I just I get upset. I don't yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, how is that not your first like. I don't understand the idea that uh, and I guess I know it can get convoluted with the division. I guess to a certain extent, like, I, but but to me, right? If they can, if they, if these accounts are people that they know for hundred percent were cheating, you just ban them because you know it's going to kill, it's going to kill um, 
the desire of the people that are playing the game legitimately to even yeah, to even I, keep going. I don't like you those, said too little, too late. Like, what are you doing? It's one of those uh, like it's one of those topics where I think you you have to kind of set you have to you have to send a statement, right? Like, yeah, is right it is it necessarily fair in the grand scheme of things? You know, like let's say let's say I'm playing the division and my brother installs a, a hack and my account gets banned because he was hacking on my account and like is that you know is it always going to be fair to just permanently ban someone for hacking? No, it's not. Not not necessarily. However, like you basically just take the false positives with right. with the understanding that like you have to send a strong message exactly. for your legitimate players to yeah. continue wanting to play and to champion your game to other people. And I think like the fact that Ubisoft has had so much press around the fact that like there has been so much cheating and they they weren't taking much action against it. it it's just like they. So the, the backdrop to this is that Overwatch, uh, right? Overwatch basically announced when it came out that like any player that cheats just gets immediately banned permanently, and that yep. like apparently even even people that have been creating new accounts and like using a new IP and you know basically saying even even trying to reset your online identity somehow Blizzard was still finding these people and banning their new accounts too. So like Blizzard yes. is on the other side of that spectrum yeah. where they're basically saying if you cheat once like you're completely gone and we'll we'll try to keep finding you and keep banning you. Uh and so yeah. like Ubisoft's kind of I feel like it's like they have their tail between their legs and they're like all right I I guess we'll also do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I understand again like 30,000 people in the chat are saying 30,000 is a, that's a that's a large that's a huge amount of accounts but you really and like you're saying, Brandon, where Overwatch comes out, like if anything, you're going to be rewarded. Like you're only going to get positive press for yeah. coming out super hard against cheaters and being like, we have a zero tolerance policy. Like, and and also in the chat too, it's like that is the oldest. Like, oh, it wasn't. I it was my brother cheated on my account. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. That's the thing. It doesn't like, fucking. Matter. That's the thing. Is like you you're have banned. to. You have to trust yeah. that you're that. Like the only thing that you have to trust is that your cheat detection. Is, is working correctly, exactly. right? That you're correctly identifying people that are exploiting or cheating in yeah. unfair ways in the game. And if yeah. you know that with certainty that those accounts are guilty, you ban them. And like, exactly. even, you know what? Even if, even if they have a legitimate reason, it's not worth the risk to your legitimate player base, right? It's worth the small number of support tickets and such that those players generate when they complain about, you know, getting banned and like, I was unfairly banned or whatever. They have a high, like a high likelihood to want to lie to you to get their account back. Whereas your legitimate players, like that's sort of a death by a thousand cuts, right? When they, yep. when they yep. see that you're not taking really strong action against cheaters and the whole thing comes out with, you know, like the division can never really be cheat free <laughs> because of the way that it, the network is architected and all of that. Yeah. Like you've got to, I just feel like you, you have to send a stronger message and, they're finally sending one, I guess, but because uh, they did this in both Rainbow Six Siege and The they Division. Did. So the they same did. week, they kind of changed the code of conduct policy for both games to where first a cheating first offense gets you a permanent ban in either game. Um, but like, it's just, I think they, they needed to do this months ago. Yeah, it's just way too late. Over, so, see, Overwatch so got ahead of it. Overwatch yeah. got ahead of it. Like basically when they launched, they like they set the stage and... I think Blizzard has kind of a history of this with, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, uh, botting in World of Warcraft, you know, like gold, uh, gold selling in World of Warcraft, uh, botting in like Diablo and stuff. I, I think 
Blizzard has always taken a pretty hard-nosed stance against you know unfair advantages, and I think they've like they've been rewarded for that by the community. I think the community yeah. knows they're like that. Blizzard is Blizzard does not will not stop until they eradicate what they can from you know from from the people cheating in those games. Uh, but I think the kind of Ubisoft, Ubisoft already has their reputation with this, right? Like you can't. I don't think you can really get the stink off of you um, at this point. But yeah. but again, like props to them for I guess finally kind of coming around and and having the most sensible policy, uh, which is if you ever cheat in the game, you don't get to yeah. play again. Yep, it's done. It's done. It's um, an online only game. Yeah, like, I, I I just I I just struggle to get into the mindset. I, I just want to be a fly on the wall in those discussions, right? Where they're seeing this just epidemic of 30,000 people that are, that are positively identified as blatantly cheating in their game. And they go, well, we'll ban for 14 days and maybe these people will, will just go away. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, and that's probably what they hoped, but I, I just, it just seems so naive and it seems so out of touch, like you said, with, with how the internet operates as far as like respect goes. And you will only garner respect if you have a zero tolerance policy for cheating. And it's, you know, I guess I'm a little bit of a hypocrite with that when it comes to, I mean, and in a sense, Valve has a zero policy. Um, Valve has a zero fucking tolerance policy in the sense that, yes, uh, people get their accounts banned. Just if you get back banned, it's banned. You will never be able to use that account. Obviously, people can buy more accounts. So mm-hmm. that that is an issue. You could buy CSGO again and get around it. But in the sense of it's not like somebody cheats, gets a VAC positive, and then they're like, well, 14 days, you know, maybe you could use this account again. You know, yeah, you can never well, and, go back and, online. And like so, the, the, thing that that Valve, the thing that Valve does is that they like they publicly shame those people, right? Like if your account gets VAC banned, sure, you see yes. that there's a VAC ban on and it. And you can see that. Exactly. And That's so true. like I that. think there's, there's like yeah. – there are different ways to tackle the problem. Um, yeah. And it's just like the division was doing none of those. Ubisoft was doing none of those. Um, yeah. I can't speak to how big of a problem it was in Siege because I haven't played Siege, but I'm guessing it, it was probably a similar problem there, right? It's a first-person mm-hmm. shooter. Uh, it's kind of realistic, small team sizes. So you're gonna, there's some you're, really nice wall hacks and aimbots going oh, on. I, absolutely. I mean, Shit's I would have great. to imagine. So, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess it, it seems to me like someone was probably out of touch who was making the decisions... Yeah. And they finally, you know, they finally got overruled or something. Yeah, yeah. And again, maybe overruled a little bit late. But again, as much as we want to harp on, I mean, the division sold just an incredible amount of copies, just an obscene yeah, amount. So I mean, they they've made their money in that sense. I don't know they if they're worried so much about the longevity of the game. Unfortunately, see, that's what worries me. That's what really like, worries me with a game out. like this because like, because they geez. they did make their money. Yeah. And. So what incentive do they have yeah. aside from just trying to salvage their reputation? Right. Like what incentive do they really have to make that game better or to, you know, or to, to get rid of the cheaters, right? Yeah. Like I, I think that's what worries me is that they, they still in the end went out because a ton of people bought that game. And even if you don't ever play another minute of the division, yeah. yep. they got your $60. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for uh, for we had a lot of new stuff, obviously, E3 stuff to cover. Um, but we do have a little bit of a roundtable. I'm not sure who put this in. I think maybe Brad. I think maybe Hutchison 15 uh, put this gifted, in. Gifted to us. It was gifted. put in the center It was just the in table. the dock. And uh, yeah, I, I like uh, I like the, the question that it asked, though. So this is what it says uh, for the roundtable. So 
Anonymous or Brad or whoever found this, they said they I found this in my inbox to celebrate World Oceans Day. Adidas is creating a limited. Was supply it really of... World Oceans Day this week? World Oceans. I Day. missed it, dude. You missed it. You missed it. You didn't go to the World Oceans oh. Day parade down in uh, oh, Santa Monica. It was it I was miss? amazing, dude. How did I miss World? Man. Um, so to celebrate World Oceans Day, Adidas is creating a limited supply of shoes made up of plastic caught and collected in the ocean. It's kind of a cool idea. Um, this got me thinking of something different. Uh, if you could cr- recreate a game using the assets of a dead or older game, what game would you make and with what? So as an example, like Minecraft assets for critically acclaimed Orion Prelude. Oh, okay, so this which has is to be a, KD. Wait, yeah, maybe this is KD. This does sound like a KD uh, question. But that's, that's an interesting idea. So create a game using the assets of a dead or old game. What game would you end up making with it and what? So hmm. this is a, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think of like a uh, what's a dead or old game that I really like either the engine or the art style um, man there's a lot of ones there's a lot of ones to pick from I, I think like <laughs> god of course he had to he had to put Orion prelude in there um, that's really that's really throwing me off I'm really, but, I'm really um, surprised that he didn't want to use the uh, the acclaimed Orion Prelude assets in another yes. game. Yes, like I like assets from that <laughs> game. I like the idea of like uh, the Crash Bandicoot formula and assets <laughs> and like visual, like the the graphics of it. But then combining that with like a more modern and, and you know what's really funny is Uncharted Four. As much as I've uh, gushed over that game. They did combine it in a sense. This is a good example of combining both worlds because in Uncharted 4 there's a section. Spoiler, sorry. We're over the spoilers at this point. But that you play you play Crash Bandicoot inside of the mm-hmm. Uncharted 4 universe because mm-hmm. that, that always is the joke, obviously. Naughty Dog. But, uh, but an actual kind of like Uncharted game using the actual Crash Bandicoot engine and assets okay. could actually be really interesting. Okay. Because um, it's, it's already a joke and, and made by the same developer. Yeah. But. That yeah, that's, that's actually like a like a plausible idea. Yeah, yeah. Or even as, if they was like as like an April Fool's Day joke, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, looking at some of them from the chat, Golden Eye sixty Golden Eye sixty four graphics on COD Infinite Warfare. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting. That would be kind mm. of funny. Hey, uh, Half Life three using RuneScape classic assets. Wow. Oh my. Yeah, these are um, these are some interesting thought experiments here. Yeah. The chat coming up with some good ones. City Skylines with SimCity 3000 assets. Okay. Yeah, SimCity 3000 is a classic. Um, yeah, I would, I would say I would remake, I would recreate uh, like original tribes with, okay. with, uh, with like the assets from World of Warcraft or something. Mm. Uh, like tribes, a lot of tribes was, was, had to do with like bases. And yeah. so I would have I would have bases, you know, bases, but they'd be like, you know, you uh, like the World of Warcraft style bases. Okay. Okay. And I, like and I would have uh, you had light, medium, and heavy. And so I feel like you, you know, maybe like your, you know, little little like night elf rogue is kind of your light. Uh, medium <laughs> is maybe like a I don't know like a hunter. Mm. Um, and then like okay. you know, Torin Torin warrior is like your heavy or something. Right. Right. But yeah. Okay, that'd, that'd I like good. that answer. That'd be good. Yeah, there's some. I mean, there's just basically infinite combinations with this question that you could do. Yeah, but, I like this. Uh, I like this. This idea. is actually not a bad idea for for um, even just 
if you know some indie guy wants to buy it, fucking find a super old game and see if he can get the rights to make the engine or use the engine or something and then or or just like or make something like this like this is a good kind of frankenstein monster kind of question yeah to, to combine stuff together and maybe probably find some pretty cool results yeah this is um, quite a quite a copyright quagmire all right well well uh i think we pretty much we we had a bunch of we had some good ones for the roundtable uh question so let's jump into the new releases here and there's not all that many. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, quiet week being the lead up to yeah. E3. Uh, as it turns out, uh, people don't release things uh, when they're going to get drowned out by other stories. Exactly. Yes, definitely. Um, probably a smart thing. Uh, yeah, by now, seems... people have seen enough E3s to know that they don't want to be competing. Um, but uh, a game that comes out uh, on the 14th, which a lot of people have been playing, I think if you bought the uh, certain version of this game, you were able to play in the beta uh, early it's uh dead by daylight and it's been on twitch quite a bit and it's a pretty yeah. seems like a pretty fun game i've been watching a lot of gameplay of it and haven't played it myself but it's basically a multiplayer four ver- four verse one horror game uh one player takes on the role of, of the killer and the other four players you know you play as survivors and you try to escape um and it's it's a pretty cool uh looking formula and looks like uh people are having a lot of fun with it and um it is coming out uh, i think it's going to be 20 bucks you can get it for 10 percent off uh, which I don't know, that's ends in 36 hours, so actually you're going to be out of luck by the time you're hearing this, but um, the game will have will at least be out by then. Uh, what is this, Tuesday the 14th? Yes, Tuesday's the yeah. 14th. So, um, looks like, a, looks a, like a pretty I, cool game. Yeah, have you seen, have you played any of it? Are you, I don't think I've not played it. Uh, played I, think, it I think I've watched just a small handful of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, judging by the screenshots and stuff, uh, it's, it's, kinda, it's like kind of a brutal game. Yeah, definitely um, pretty brutal, and uh, it definitely is kind of scratches the itch of like, how why the fuck hasn't somebody done this formula before? Yeah. Uh, like actually seeing it play out, like you know having someone be the the killer and the rest of the people trying to work together and escape together. Um, yeah, pretty cool idea. Yeah, it's kind of so. kind of that evolve formula. I'm kind of surprised that other uh, like no other games have really done that because I think yeah. that that was one of the things that actually made evolve super unique is like one person's powerful, but then the other people are teaming up against them. Uh, this yeah. seems like kind of a cool way to to take a spin on that idea, but have it in like a horror um, horror type landscape. Exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be picking it up. I've, I've watched enough gameplay to see, and and it looks like it's just absolute chaos, especially with a good group of friends. Yeah, and I mean, through. twenty twenty bucks seems like a reasonable yeah. price. Like if this was if this was like forty or sixty, I'd be like, ah, eh, maybe that's high. Yeah. But I mean, I think twenty bucks it seems eminently reasonable for this game. Definitely. Brandon, you added this next one, and I want you to please tell me about Video Blogger Story on uh, Steam that comes out the 13th. Well, let oh, me let yeah. me just, uh, if I can just set the stage, uh, the first, I'll say, half second of the trailer is typing into Boogle. <laughs> okay, Boogle, I want to be a video <laughs> blogger. Yes, that's the start of the trailer. Oh man! I'm got Google. Uh, I'm guessing is is kind of your uh, uh, that it looks like a search engine. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, I see. I'm guessing they were probably trying to trying to recreate Google. Yes. Yes. Okay, definitely that, trying yes. to recreate Google. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. called Google, though. Yes. Of course. Yeah. That changes everything. Uh, no. I mean, this in 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 the tradition of uh, of what we do here, we look out for games that are uh awful and then we tell you about them so this this game video blogger story actually the reason this stood out to me is because uh the b and the s no wait 
video blogger story. The blogger is not capitalized, so it's no, like it's not. It's like not a, you're. I don't really know what uh, what this is. Like it's not a proper noun. Um, it's an early access game that comes out on June thirteenth. That would be uh, tomorrow, Monday. Yes. Um, and uh, you know you. Judging from uh, from the description here, you were able to play the role of a video blogger. That that one includes a dash, so I got video blogger is yeah, all one not... word. Yes. Uh, very confused with the English used here. But uh, starting from the... You're, so you'll be able to play the role of a video blogger starting from the bottom and finishing at the top of world rates. Your character will become more and more experienced during the game. Oh, my God. Dude, so, reading the... Reading the uh... God, go down further and read the descriptions. <laughs> like it's amazing. It's the number seven point for video blogger story is you'll be able to make high quality videos and get into the up and coming, but it's in fucking bracketed arrows. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what that means. What will be the first updates of video blogger story? The ability to make in quotes streams, quote unquote I, quote streams. Unquote. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Upgraded comment system with the introduction of useful tips. Improved system of subscribers and view collecting integrated with the time. I t- I, it's Brandon, this the, just has num- all... Number, number three, make Let's Plays of 170 plus games. <laughs> it seems like you, uh, maybe, I mean, I hope, you will be yes. able to create Let's Plays of 170 plus games within one game. Right, right. That I, I mean, that's that. My mind is blown. It's it's. This is definitely looks like. So this is definitely cashing in on the. And I think YouTuber's life um got ahead of the curve on this one. Yeah, because um, that seemed, game actually sold really well. But this, this one, seems, this seems like this seems like a, a project that they probably would have liked to have come out just before <laughs> the other stupid game about yeah, this topic. Exactly. Exactly. And this looks like with, with about a quarter or a sixteenth of the effort that actually went into YouTuber's life. Because uh, while it did have some issues, it definitely, as far as the sim went, it had some uh, pretty detailed amount yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you, you seem to actually like that game. I didn't hate it. But... Yeah, it definitely had the addictive quality. Like, I'm not going to argue that it was like a good game, but it definitely, it, it made you keep wanting to play to kind of see where, where you could go in that mm-hmm. in that kind of sim sense. So, um, <laughs> God. So that's video blogger again. Video on video capitalized blogger the B lowercase story capital S. So make sure don't, so when you're looking for it, you can find yeah, it. Don't, yeah, don't get confused. Uh, yes, they do have some mixed punctuation and dashes and capitalization here. So God help you if you can find this on Steam. And then finally, to really cap off our very exciting launch or, or release week. Um, this next game is called The Narrator is a Dick. And Dick is in all caps. <laughs> Just to really get the point across. Uh, and it is a it is a adventure indie platformer. And judging from the trailer, it's your whole thing is that you're you're playing against or, or fighting against the narrator and he's just basically it's just qui- it looks like he just makes quips when you die. And that seems to be the entire structure of the game, the entire point of the game. And like you said, Brandon, they to the point that they they titled the game, the narrator is a dick. And it looks like it's done with very poor execution. I will put this into the chat for people. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I, I kind of, I think this idea could be cool. The premise where is the, bad. Yeah, where like the narrator is kind of is like making fun of you or, you know, yeah. like every time you die or something, 
you're he's kind of insulting you i think that could be interesting but when that's like really the only point of your game so much that you title it that way that's yeah like i don't think it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot more there it's a little too on on the nose to be honest and uh even just watching the trailer, just the narrator it just seems so. When he dies, he's like, "Oh yeah, you fucked up again." It's just, it's just not. Um, Though I will say that narrator, assuming the narrator mm. is is the little guy in the picture, he mm. does definitely look like he's just. I hate him already. Yes, I definitely, I definitely hate him. I don't know if that's the narrator or the guy that you actually play as, because it See, looks that's like the thing I don't know. I. Either way, I hate that guy. So if you play as that guy, then I hate the guy you play. Yeah, maybe, like yeah, and, and the, the audio too is like it's just so it sounds like whoever did the VO, I'm assuming the guy who the one person show that made this entire game. It's so like he's like, "Oh, you are a failure." <laughs> Literally, that's the kind <laughs> of inflection every time he dies. Oh man. I mean, there is a part I, where you are apparently on a unicorn and you are hmm. shooting some kind of pellets at an octopus. <laughs> yes, I can. This game looks awful. Oh, it looks so fucking bad. I apologize for even putting these in here. There's a reason we have Katie's in do this section. That's right. That's right. He, um, can, he can always spot like he he can always spot the 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 low quality games that are worth talking about. These ones, I, I actually, it's like I feel like we we haven't really highlighted any value here. Yeah, I mean the only one dead. Yeah, Dead by Daylight looks decent, but every well, yeah, the yeah. Rest Dead of by Daylight are... looks good. But uh, but yeah, we do need Katie's in back for this section. I'm definitely. I'm definitely not qualified. Yeah, me either. Me either. Um, all right, well let's jump into the viewer questions here before we close out the cast. And we only really have one uh, Twitter question that I felt like was even uh, in contention to be asked, and this is from at James Kurt, who's he's had a lot of good questions recently. James, uh, this one. Uh, is about tea, and he says milk, then hot water, or water, then milk. And then he says, parentheses, making tea, hashtag UK rep. Um, and so, Brandon, you said you have an opinion uh, on this when it comes I mean, to, because I, I know you drink a lot of I, tea. I believe there is an objective way to do this, and in, unless, if, if that's not the case, my mind will be blown. But uh, I always do the, you steep the tea bag in the water first, you, and then once that's done, you take you it out, it. and then you add milk and sugar and whatever else. But milk and then hot water, I'm, I mean, I guess technically, like it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's all it's all just mixing together in the end. But I don't think I've never seen tea made that way. Can I say that I am an absolute uh, savage when it comes to tea? I I have never you're a tea been a fan. savage. Wow. Well, no, in the sense of people. Oh, I do not take milk with my tea ever. I'm oh, just really? a I'm just a sugar guy. Yeah, okay. I don't like milk in my tea. Okay. And a lot of people have definitely don't. I don't know if that's more common. I don't, I don't feel like in the UK everyone drinks milk. The UK, with their yeah, tea. like the I mean but the the British way to drink I, tea is definitely like milk and sugar. Yes, yes, and I'm I'm just a sure I don't like I don't like adding milk. I do add milk with coffee. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but I do drink milk with coffee. But with tea, I just like a little bit of sugar, and but that's about. You're it. talking about like black tea, right? Black tea, yeah, okay. generally black tea, or okay. even. No, I'll drink even almost any variation of tea. Yeah, but but mostly black tea. I, I would say would be my norm. But yeah, okay. I don't I don't add milk. Okay, so. I mean, I think that that's okay. I actually, I used to add a lot more milk than I do now, and now I just kind of put a splash in. Um, okay. okay, but my 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 mom and my grandmother are from England, and so they they drink a ton of tea, and uh, I I drink a little more now than I used to, um, 
but I feel like I, I, I definitely put in less milk and sugar than I did, you know, when I was a kid, I used to have really sweet cause that's the way mm-hmm. they make it is with sure, a lot of milk sure. and sugar. Uh, but I've kind of backed myself off from that now, but, uh, okay. but yeah, this, I mean, I could get us like an objectively correct answer here mm-hmm. because I, I have, I have connections to, to England. So yes. I can find okay. out. I can find out. Yeah, you out should. The... You know what? You should find. Oh, you know what? I forgot to report on. This reminds me. Me and my girlfriend did the research on the porn. Okay, this is maybe too much information. No, not like that. We but we went to the website. <laughs> Remember last week we talked about Pornhub Absolutely. doing uh, what was it called? Fit. Bang uh, dot fit. Bang dot fit. Okay, and we just went on and because I, I wanted to see if it was actually like legitimate. If they actually like flesh this out okay. and you actually go on and it's basically just they shot they must have shot a they must have shot a porn specifically for this embedded in the website and there is a very basic uh rhythm game that does seem to sync with the movement of your phone we just held it in our hands and synced it to see like if it if it would go off and it didn't really seem to matter once you got any kind of motion going it was like a rhythm game where you're supposed to do it in time. It didn't look like it mattered. So it looks like a mix of a joke, like a publicity stunt. Uh, but I guess you could technically, if you really wanted to, you could technically <laughs> go along with what they were saying. But it definitely, it didn't seem fleshed out enough to actually be like a legitimate thing they were trying for. It wasn't fleshed so, out enough? Nice one. Fleshed out. Fleshed out. So anyway, uh, you should, if, if I don't know if anybody last week when we talked about it, um, uh, the the bank fit stuff uh, definitely clever though a lot of a lot of pretty funny jokes and the actual I'm not gonna lie like the actual <laughs> the actual porns that they shot for it were were pretty pretty hilarious <laughs> so um there you go so so bang okay. fit is a legitimate thing but also a meme combined and it just turns out to be something worthwhile for checking out for a second and then being like okay they seems really like, check to see if people would actually go on and use this seems which like I probably think is a good you know like a good a good pickup line. Like, hey, look, I, yeah. I, I'm not yeah. going to do this on my own. Exactly. Exactly. Even though, as we discussed last week, you can. Right. Yes, you absolutely can. There is a solo option. <laughs> and the solo option, which we tried, I clicked on the solo and we clicked on the, the partner. And there really wasn't there really wasn't all that much difference, to be honest. Well, Both the only of difference is that like, it's way easier to keep the rhythm when it's just you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. It was a little bit easier. Um. So anyway, sorry that just that triggered me when you said that you were going to check. So maybe next week if you can get an objectively right answer on the yeah. on the T stuff. Yeah, we can. I'll, te- can... I'll handle all the porn related questions, Brandon, <laughs> for getting a proper answer, and then you can handle yeah, the, absolutely. The we, T we, stuff. We have our domains. Yeah, uh, exactly. yeah. I, I can I can definitely find out the queen approved way to make tea. Okay, I like I like that. But I'm also glad to see that a lot of people, a lot of Americans, clearly don't drink their tea tea with milk. So maybe I'm not maybe I'm not that strange. No, I don't. I think know it's that strange. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, there's, I'm not there's, a total freak. there's nothing wrong with you in that specific regard okay yeah exactly with that one there's a lot of other <laughs> things wrong with me but the t regard seems to be i seem to be okay um all right so our our, our we have an email question from kenneth 51 and this will be our, our last question and we do have a, a review this week which i'm excited about sorry spoilers uh we do have a review this week um kenneth 51 asks us via email he says hey guys my brother's birthday is coming up and he's starting to branch out gaming wise growing up we were only allowed to play sports games because my mom is basically a pacifist i love games but don't have a ton of time to play now that i'm in college uh, but my brother still does he asked me to get him a non-sports game that he thinks i would like um 
I am trying to think of a game that would be a good first non-sports game to help him transition into the wide world of games. My first idea is my first ideas were Rocket League or Overwatch, but I feel I'm probably missing something better. Thanks, guys. Love the cast from uh, from Kenneth Fifty One. So that's a good question. So, uh, so uh, grew thing- up with his brother playing sports games, not anything yeah. uh, shooty. Yeah, um, I think the thing I'm missing here is that I don't know if I don't know if you still need your mom's approval for these games or. Or if you're just yeah. like I'm guessing, since you say you're in college now, yeah. I'm guessing that this is not important. That like you don't need to find a game your mom approves of. Uh, yeah, it sounds like I mean, if he, and he's also Overwatches has you know is a shooter, so it sounds yeah. like if he's thinking about that, he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I think I actually I think so. I think the two the two games you you suggested, Rocket League and Overwatch, are bad. are both good uh, yeah good intro games. But like Overwatch, uh, Rocket League is just like a great game for anyone. Uh, yeah. But Overwatch, I think, is a good. Uh, it's like a good probably intro to shooters because it's not it's not bloody or anything. It's got a, yeah, like, it's a good vibrant point. colors and stuff. Um, so I don't think it's. Like it's definitely not a Counter Strike or something, right? There's not blood all over the walls, and uh, I think in that in that regard, if you're looking to get him into, if you were looking to tra- get him into shooters, I think Overwatch is like probably a good one to start with. Um, I mean, also just something like Hearthstone, you know, like there, yeah, there are a lot of games. Um, I feel like this answer isn't a specific. I mean, I guess he's he asked for a specific game, so I guess I think. Obviously, you're going to pick one, and you're not going to overload them with games over time. But I think you can pick different games from different genres. That would be fantastic because it's not just obviously like Overwatch is a totally different genre than Rocket League is. Yeah. So there's yeah, probably also, good also games. the the other thing is I don't know if uh, like does your brother like to play online or does mm-hmm. he like you know does yeah. he want to try playing a single player game because uh, those are going to be really different experiences. And so for like a single player game, um. I'm trying to think what's what's like a good single player game that's come out recently. That's I mean I'm like The Witcher is pretty violent and stuff. I don't know if yeah. that's a good Maybe start. A little too M rated. A little bit yeah. of sex in The Witcher as well. Yeah, definitely know. some adult themes in that game. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good what's a good single player game that's been out recently that doesn't have kind of some. Adult I don't know if themes. he's talking if he's talking is he talking uh, PC or console? Did he what did he say? He said I mean it's got to be PC, right? PC. I'm assuming. I guess we um, could we could. We could suggest console games too. I was gonna I'm, say, yeah, because if I'm thinking console, I don't, yeah, I don't know what he has. I'm thinking he's talking PC, but man, like The Last of Us, is such a good. If he has like a PS4, The Last of Us, I mean, that one has some adult themes too. But The Last of Us is just that's the a, thing. I can't think game. of a, I can't think of a game offhand that doesn't have some that's been like really yeah. highly acclaimed that doesn't have some adult, you know, some adult stuff going on. I yeah. don't know how I don't know how old your brother is. So I don't. I f- I'm thrown off by the by this mom being a pacifist comment like. Is mom does mom still need like is mom still walking by and your brother's gonna get no grounded? so Ken, Kenneth is in here he's saying that he's old enough now but he's not super okay, violent. okay. so so it sounds like he can make his okay. own decisions that's good we have more intel I, I appreciate Kenneth hanging out knowing his question would be here um I like I like I am I am the Seth who suggests again coming back to expectations Brandon he <laughs> says prepare him to be disappointed early in his gaming career so he won't be disappointed in the future. Which is a great maybe set him up with some real stinkers. That's oh, not a bad yeah. idea. And then when you give him a, just like a decent game, like an Overwatch, or you know, if you give him just Orion Prelude or something, yeah, like he's gonna be like, "Wow, this is gaming." And yeah. then he's gonna you're gonna give him something that's just okay, and yeah. you're gonna blow his mind. And then when you give him the true gems, he's gonna think of you as his god. You're gonna be yeah. Like, so you've got so you've got to ride the line between him, like still willing to give gaming a shot. 
but you know, but like you give him some real awful stuff to start with, and he's like, "How how do you play this? Like, how are you gaming yeah. all the time?" And then just when he's like, when he's on the brink of, oh, see what I did there? Uh, when he's on the brink of <laughs> oh, wanting to, wanting to like oh. not wanting to completely quit games, you're like, "No, no, no! You know what? F- fine, fine, fine. Give this one more shot." And then this. and then you deliver him deliver him a real gem. And then and then, you know, later years down the line, you guys will have a good laugh about it when you can reveal to him that you did it on purpose. But see, in the meantime, you're in the driver's seat here. Yeah. You have I would say you have a great opportunity to not only troll your brother, but eventually kind of in, in a roundabout way, mm-hmm. uh bring bring him to appreciate the real masterpieces. I agree. I really like that strategy. I really like that strategy. Um, and if you don't want to go that route, I think I, I agree with Brandon. I think Rocket League or Overwatch are, are really solid uh, choices. I mean, I, I think especially for somebody who hasn't played many, like I feel like Overwatch would literally just be like handing crack to an innocent. You know, you know what I mean? Like somebody <laughs> yeah. who's never done any drugs before, and you give them like some of like just the the, the best. I don't know. I've never used crack, but <laughs> the best crack that they, that money could buy. Uh, it would almost maybe be too much. So, so maybe you purest do want to start out. Snow-driven cocaine. <laughs> yes, just the the, the <laughs> purest, the purest coke. Um, Honestly, I, I, I think I think actually like probably any Blizzard game. Uh, I don't know if you would. I don't know if you would like the violence in Diablo, but like mm-hmm. Diablo is good. Starcraft is good. Like get those those games. I think really hold up well um, and are and are a lot of fun to play. And so, like if you've never played through the Starcraft campaign, for instance. Like I think that's one of the best RTS campaigns ever made. So yeah. if if you have the ability to kind of show him some of those games that like StarCraft is not a super old game, um, but it's definitely several years old now. Uh, if he gets to play through that for the first time, I think that's that still holds up super well, and would probably be a lot of fun. I would love to replay a lot of those campaigns and stuff for the first time. All right, there you go. Well, I hope some of that advice we were a little all over the place, Kenneth, but. I hope some of that advice was helpful, and I really, I'm really on, I'm really a fan of uh, what Seth and, and what Seth said. Definitely, yeah. definitely uh, use this opportunity to meme your brother a little bit, and then also bring your bring him closer to you uh, when you finally give him the good gold, because uh, yeah. I think he'll appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we are almost done here, but we do have an iTunes podcast review of the week. <laughs> this review uh and uh brandon do you want to tell the people um we don't always have one uh, but we it's it's exciting that we have one this week how can people leave uh, an itunes review so as as we do each week uh we scour the uh the land of reviews on our podcast listing on itunes and uh so we love when you watch live but we understand a lot of people uh enjoy listening to podcasts in the car or you know elsewhere uh that is not sunday night at 10 p.m eastern so uh Go to iTunes if you have uh, if you have iTunes. Uh, if you don't have iTunes, I understand. But if you do have iTunes, uh, we would love for you to go to our podcast listing. Just search for KB Mod in the podcast section, and you'll find it. And uh, leave us a review. Uh, it's got to be five stars if you want to be featured on the cast. Uh, also, if you don't think it's five stars, then I don't know why you would go through the effort to even get yeah. there in the first place. Uh, but leave us a five star review. And uh, tell us, you know, tell us something about yourself. Tell us, uh, I don't know, tell us what brought you to KB Mod. Tell us how you found us. Uh, or just meme. That's also fine. Uh, but if you do send us a review, we do feature, uh, we feature one or more each week uh, when we have them. And uh, so you have a chance to be famous here in this section for the end of the cast. So 
uh yeah this i mean the one this week uh is is you know just some good it it's really a, it's a yearning i would say yes yes um yeah and i'll i'll just uh i'll just read this uh as it is written the the title for this pot, uh, for this review is i need him and it is uh by cha hodes c h a hodes and uh it's a very simple it's a it's a very simple uh yearn it just said, or in, in question though it, there is no question mark no but, there is uh, no question this this it's just a it's a statement it looks like a question but it's really true. just uh it's just it's really just seems like it's it's like a it's what one man stands for exactly exactly and it, it just says can blah come back short sweet mm. um and i you know um, come back come back where is the question I, is yes. he is he lost is i don't he, know if i, I mean, understand it yeah i mean looking at his twitter timeline he he definitely seems to be somewhere he definitely exists in yeah. some form so yeah. i mean i would say if you need him i i think i think he is still accessible absolutely i i mean i don't think he's gonna i don't think he's gonna ignore you uh but maybe no. you should maybe be more specific with the need yeah like again what, what do you need from him we never. The, the thing is, we we take this very. We take we, we read what you write, and we take it. We we take it very literally as as we can, as it is written. Yeah. So, I, I we're gonna I mean, need I'd more. Definitely yeah. want to help for sure. Uh, but I mean, one, I don't think he's lost, and and like no. I don't. I, I if I, if we were if we had him right here, like what do right. you need from him? Exactly. I feel like exactly. I can, we can definitely make it happen, but but there's there's not enough context here. Nope. Nope. So, so hopefully, uh, if Chahodes maybe either either we'll do another review with more information, we can definitely be there to try to help. And then uh, if 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 not, we'll just have to wonder exactly where this yearning comes from and what uh, what he needs Bla for. But I hope uh, I hope he finds what he's looking for. And like like we said, Bla can definitely be reached on. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like Twitter. if we're being completely honest, mm-hmm. uh, I would be really surprised if there is not another member of the Hodes family that doesn't already have direct contact with yes. Bla. Like yes, your, I mean, your bloodline has has like direct connections to blah, hundred yeah, percent. Exactly. So exactly. you probably should just ask around your family. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I mean gentlemen, uh, episode two hundred and thirty eight is in the books. It was a, it was a fun one. It was fun, Brandon. A little yeah. intimate cast, but we had a good discussion, and it was fun. Uh, kind of doing the podcast as the Bethesda press conference was breaking. That yeah, was, that was yeah. I fun. wish. Uh, I, it would be mm-hmm. it would be fun to just do like the whole week of E3 and just yeah. uh, and just yeah. kind of kind of overlay our commentary and stuff on it. But we might have to maybe next year we'll figure out something a little bit more yeah. organized for that. But. Yeah, it's it's always a lot of fun. The whole that whole co-streaming thing is super super fun. Yeah, it's a really cool feature. Um, all right, guys. Well, we will be back. Uh, I believe we'll be back next week, Brandon. I think you're going to be here next week. But yeah, I'll be uh, at a wedding next week. But uh, yes. someone, I sh- I sh- someone, someone down should be fort. here. Yes, I should be here next week. Pending. It's also that. Father's Day, and I know that many many mm-hmm. people listening to the cast consider us their fathers. So we, yes, I mean we don't exactly. want to we don't want to leave them on our our special day. Right. So yeah, we'll, we'll a lot of something out. a lot of people who look at us as father figures that should definitely not look at us as such. But hey, you yeah. know what? Um, that happens. we don't we don't get to choose the role we play. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Um, you can find uh, obviously go to kbmod.com. We've got build guides up there, uh, occasional articles. Um, yeah, we will, we will hopefully have we will have new build guides up uh, probably in the next. I'm gonna say like the next week 
or two. Uh, yeah. I actually was going to look at doing new build guides, but pretty much all of the new, the, the 1070 and 1080 are out basically everywhere. So mm-hmm. I couldn't actually do a build guide because uh, like none of them have prices because they're all out of stock. So we will have those soon though. Um, you can follow KB Mod Gaming at KB Mod Gaming. Uh, follow Brandon at Volition. And what is Brandon? I mean, Brandon, at this point, do I even need to say it? I feel like I've spelled out your 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 um, Twitter name so many times that people just know. But Volition is V O L one T I O N. Okay, so mm. just just never gets just old. Keep that in mind. Never gets old. I am at APL Fisher. Uh, you can follow Katie Zen at Katie Zen eighteen, but don't this week because he wasn't on the cast. Okay, <laughs> yeah, don't. Why would you don't do, do that? It. Don't do it. If I shouldn't that, even if, mentioned it. No, now yeah, he's gonna you get a, you, now he's anything, gonna get a follower. For if not anything, being unfollow him until next week. <laughs> right, and if and if he comes back, then you can like d- then then judge at that point whether you should follow him. But I like uh, that. but no, he's he's dead to us for at least a week. <laughs> exactly for a week. Um, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, we will see you. We will see you guys next week. Farewell.